cool safe chicks it's your girl day i'm denisa this is lauren and i'm ayana and you're tuned into saved girl secrets what's up y'all hey girl hey okay oh that's how you feel (laughs) well you know what kick us off then lauren all right all right all right okay so you know um i uh, get your your words together (laughs) yeah so this one actually is coming from the twitter streets here sometimes we be in twitter you know be getting a little inspiration you a twitter girl a little inspo a little tweet a little tweet 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 tweet. (laughs) dang whatever happened to tweet i'm sorry oh i still listen to tweet she got no music. Oh my! <laughs> okay. Um. So this tw- this tweet says, and I'm going to read you all the whole thread so that you can kind of understand the backstory. So, this tweet said, "This recruiter said, what salary are you looking for?'" I asked, "What is the cap?" I had something in mind, but not what she threw out there. She said, "190k." I was silent. She said, plus the health benefits, 20 PTO days to start, 20% bonus, 4% 401k match, and stock options. Then the tweet goes on to say, for the first time in my career, I tried to request lower pay despite all the numbers she threw out there. And she said, let's do 190k. That is what you are worth in the market. I don't like to sell people short of their worth. Then this is the tweet that really inspired the topic for today. It says, talking about salaries with friends is very important. Even if even if it's only ballpark numbers, help your friends move mm-hmm. up so they don't sit underpaid at the same company for twenty to forty years. We're not boomers. Oof, we aren't. Boomers. It's the we aren't boomers for me. <laughs> we aren't boomers. Not the shade. I got sad. Ooh, it was another thing, a spinoff of with that. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll okay. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying. I think that inspired. <laughs> That's kicking it out. Yeah. 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 Like that. What you want to say? <laughs> I agree, man. Okay, so the article that I saw, I actually saw it this morning. It was a BuzzFeed article about how um, bosses and employers are upset about Gen Z and or and some millennials. Um, because there was like, man, they just be up and quitting and stuff like that. And they was like, man, I wish that we, we had more boomers in the workplace. They knew how to work and such and such. And all. And I was like, yeah, I can't be mad that a lot of millennials and Gen Zers are actually seeing their worth now. Right. You know, so that's why they're leaving the workplace and um, going into like entrepreneurship or they rather be, they rather uh, do Uber or something like that because they're like, I have control of my time mm-hmm, right. and I don't have somebody just hounding me because let's just be honest. A lot of salaries are unfair mm-hmm. yeah. when we're honest about it. A lot of salaries are very unfair. Like people think that I will use McDonald's, for example, they're like, are you doing is flipping burgers? They're actually making your food. Mm-hmm. It might not be the best food, but they're still making your food. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they make your food so sloppy is because they're not getting paid. I feel like if you pay people their worth and you pay people the worthwhile of actually going to the job, there will be more quality. You can't expect quality. Mm-hmm. And you sitting there paying. I mean, I I agree and disagree to a standard. Uh-oh. I was just having this conversation with Emmett. I think there are some jobs where there should be increase based on what's the word that I'm looking for performance inflation. Okay. But I think that there's some jobs that were created 
as a society for entry level for kids who are in high school for people who are going mm-hmm. to college some and some of those jobs were never meant for people to be in and, for 20 and, years and i understand that like let's say a mcdonald's right but, but, but the thing is even with mcdonald's there is inflation now now right. I, so I agree the, i agree with inflation i agree with inflation increase mm-hmm. like they're tra- they're I, I don't like, think we should be saying anybody should not want to stay at their job for a certain amount of years if that's what they choose to do and that's what they want to do that's what they want to do that's what they choose to do but i okay so <laughs> because the thing is you're you're paying like i don't know how much is minimum wage now not enough it's different in every state yeah, yeah i, I don't know state. the exact thing of minimum yeah. wage uh However, okay, like let's say in the state of Georgia, let's look up the minimum wage in the state of Georgia. Let's look. I want to say it might be dollars now, but I think it was seven twenty five for a very long time. Wow, really? I mean, well, I you know what? It's seven fifty. I believe. Is it really? I, I'm not even to look it up. I I but but look, look at the privilege that we have. Mm. I thought it was more look, than that. But look, y'all, look at the privilege we sitting on. I'm googling what's the minimum wage in Georgia. Yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah. Well, now, as she looks that up, I will say like. Tying it into literally another post I saw two days ago. Mm-hmm. It was about a couple who you you gonna tell us in one second. It was about a couple who met working at Wendy's. Mm-hmm. They were both making the same amount. The girl was like, I started at Wendy's I saw that and post. never intended to stay at Wendy's. I, I, I saw that post. And, got he married. and he said they got married. Yeah, they got married. She said, I, I started at Wendy's. I worked there knowing I wanted to go to school. I wanted to get a different job. And that's what I ended up doing. It's been five years. He's still there. Right. Going to happy hours with the people who work there. He has no intention on quitting. And everybody younger than him. And that's who he and decides he's to hang. Yeah. And he hangs out with them. He hangs out with them. Mm-hmm. And she said, and I don't know what to do. What should I do? Because and I, I don't like this situation. And he, with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh and he has no intention of leaving. When she talks to him about getting a better job, he gets mad. Right. Okay, so... Okay, real real quick, just real, real real quick, right? The whole like better job thing and all that. I do think that that's a conversation. Well, they should well, have wait, no, let me tell you what the minimum wage in Georgia is go first, oh, so Lord. then we can base it off of this. Okay, go ahead. Five fifteen an hour. Really? Wow. I thought it was okay. Really? But, but, but real quick, right? Real oh quick. Oh my god. I do think, especially when you're talking about like fast food and all these, it's hard for me to say like, oh, you know, like that's entry level and they should only get paid this much and there's only burgers because. When was the last time that company lost money? Exactly. When was the last time? I hear what y'all saying, right? McDonald's made bank. I ain't saying exactly. nothing to tweet. <laughs> exactly. And also, like, if a person, it's, it's different if a person doesn't desire to grow because you still can grow within fast food. And, and I agree with that, too. Yeah. I agree with growing within the company. But I, what I'm saying is, I believe that if you are in a specific area, if you're working a window, if you're working the counter as a cashier, that as a society, there were some things that were created at entry level. Even in corporate America, there yeah. are positions that are entry level. Yeah. And there is a specific salary but, for entry level. But in, and I'm saying I believe inflation should cause those salaries to rise. Okay. I agree with that. Because yeah. in 2022... 100%, 100%. I agree with that. But what I am saying is that... And I mean, I, can, I will take the heat for this. What I am saying is I don't believe that a person who is a, a line cook or a cashier or working a drive-thru window at a McDonald's should be making seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 a year no. because they've been there for 20 years. No, that, no. That's, that's what that's, I'm saying. That's, that's, never, that's, that's saying. never, yeah, ever that's a conversation. Okay, okay. I just use McDonald's ever. as an example. Because my point is, 
I think that when you begin to put certain salaries Lauren on certain positions, facts. I feel like it creates a comfortability that puts a person yeah. in a situation where it's like, I, agree. I don't want to grow. Mm-hmm. I I agree. If I can make $10,000 more for staying here an extra five years, I agree. I'm going to stay here. And what that creates is a space where new people coming into the workforce now have nowhere to go because you have people who should have grown professionally staying in entry-level positions. Okay, but is the structure set up for that person to grow and develop no. and whatever? And there's a whole lot of things we got to take into consideration. It is. Some there yeah, are. Some, some there are. But Chick-fil-A. I mean, Chick-fil-A. It is. Chick-fil-A okay. is a good uh, There's one. a lot of black okay. people that own franchises. I yeah, just I think, I think we should put accountability on the person as well. But it's easy I agree. to be like, this person, no, like they, they have a choice. Say, I mean, I ain't really said that. They have a choice. You haven't said anything. Lauren, I'm like, I just read a tweet. This is a passionate conversation. It is a passionate conversation. I was going to ask the question, have y'all ever asked y'all friends, girl, how much you make? I have. I haven't. Well, okay. So, okay. So me and my husband are entrepreneurs and I haven't. Okay. So with me like selling a product, I haven't personally asked people, but I did my research. So I have a certain product. I'm selling this. Da, 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 da. Okay. The quality. And then also looking at, okay, the quality of like, let's say the shirts I buy and all that type of stuff. I've looked at it that way. We have asked people or, or I have, we have friends who are printers and it's like, okay, well, how much is your shirt? And then how much is versus you printing and finding out the numbers that way? Uh, when it comes to Sylvester with design, we do have an associate that we have asked her some questions about, you know, and then at one point she even had her, um, what do they call it? Her financial planner? Mm-mm, it was her press. It was her her media kit. She had her media kit on her website and it showed like for that moment, like what she was doing and stuff like that. So, um, and then of course you could do, you could Google too, but, um, we, because we don't know a lot of people in the same space that we do, but but, but I will say when I was a hairstylist, I did have a lot of conversations with other hairstylists about what they were charging, what they were charging and then me going up with prices, um, and then even now, like I still look at industry prices, even though I'm not in the salon anymore. I just look at ind- industry prices out of curiosity, like some of the hairstylists that I interact with through the hair razor, just to know like, hey, how is it moving in 2022? So, yeah, I, I have different people that we know we have. Yeah, so. I've asked people for their salaries in most of the spaces I've been in. I know when I initially was working in entertainment corporate entertainment i definitely would ask people what their salaries were my peers um have conversations about that um i definitely know like in the influencer space i had a really good friend where i i hadn't asked and he kind of approached me and had a private conversation about what are these people paying you (laughs) and i was like oh this is what they're he was like absolutely not Mm -hmm. and i was like what and I was like, well, what are you making? And when he told me, it was just mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah. And I think that it's so important. For me, it was important because I literally just was like flabbergasted. And when I say flabbergasted, I mean to put things in perspective, a three figures versus a five figures. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Difference. Mm. And I think that after having that conversation, I was more equipped to negotiate better for myself 
the person actually gave me very specific verbiage to renegotiate things like that. And it made me understand, like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say absolutely not. That's mm-hmm. not worth my time. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I didn't ask, I didn't ask this question, too, but I want to add it to it before uh, we move forward with us as answering the question. Um, has someone ever asked you how much you make and how did you respond to that? Um, I think I have had somebody ask me how much I made and I gave them a ballpark figure. You gave them a ballpark figure. I did. I always give ballpark. When I was in the salon, yes. Um, especially to stylists who were younger than me. Um, you gave them a ballpark or actual? I mean, I think I gave them my actual prices and I told them, I encouraged them to, you know, I had conversations with certain people and I felt like they were lowballing or they were working too hard because one thing about me I, when I was in the salon, I worked four days a week. I did not double book because I'm like, listen, this is work. Like, it's heavy work on your body and everything. And I'm like, you're going to pay me what I'm worth. I know who I am. I know the different accomplishments I've made in my time in the industry. So I, especially when I saw younger stylists who were really good, mm-hmm. I'm like, you charging what for a sewing? Girl, no. You sitting there for four hours on one person's head. In those four hours, you could have had four clients probably making more money. And you charged her. I think back then, some people was doing like $100 sewings. I would never in my life do $100 sewing for four hours. Listen, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's why when people complain about prices now. Now, granted, if you're going to charge high price, <laughs> yeah. it better got, be good. It better yeah. be good. The and you, be and the customer service has to be amazing. These stylists nowadays no. with these long booking and all of that, and you got these, de- I understand the deposits, but the way y'all treating these people and all of that, it's not worth it. Right. You know, but if you are putting that quality out there and you are doing what, then yes, you know, so I definitely have shared. Um, I know that even Sylvester speaking on his behalf as a designer He's talked. I mean, of course, when you're a client, we share, uh, you know, what we charge. Yeah. But he's also talked to designers who like I remember when he was doing um, this was a few years ago. He was doing a contract with HD Supply and um, they were also, you know, everybody also does freelance, did freelance or whatever. And, you know, some of the designers, they had a conversation about what they charge as freelance designers and some of the people, like, they were like, wait, what? You charge what? How are you able to get that? You know? And Sylvester was like, you just ask. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what I charge. Yeah. And then, like, especially as the years have gone by and our prices have increased, it has honestly even amazed us at the acceptance of, like, especially when you're working with corporate. Yeah. Corporate cut the check. They got a budget for yeah. it. They got a they nice a budget, budget for, for it. They didn't set so, right. You know, so seeing those numbers increase, it has also encouraged us to, like, if somebody, if a designer, especially if they're good and they're asking, like, bro, mm-hmm. you better, listen, I'm going to tell you, I had this uh, particular project. It may not seem like a lot to other people, but and I, I actually saw the quality in it because I saw I see the hours mm-hmm. yeah. that he puts into it. So yeah. when it's just it might be one small project to somebody. But when I see what goes into it, I'm like, I get it. Right. I understand. Yeah. I, I, I get I why it has understand. that many zeros on that. check. You know, like just right. being honest. So 
um yeah we we've definitely shared it and i i actually encourage it it, it i i like to because it i encourage it because it boosts me and then i hope it boosts other, people, other people as well yeah. so i like to think about like we already know that there's a, a pay difference obviously right for men and women mm-hmm. yeah. right but how did that even come about how did anybody know that there had to be a conversation about what exactly. they're being paid and what we're being paid and i feel like companies benefit off of us not having being those conversations right. because then everybody's in the dark oh we're not going to talk because the thing is talk. they encourage you not to that's what like, I'm saying. do not yeah, talk to your coworkers that's about your saying. salary but what so, i will say I'm for talk me oh my god what i will say especially for me working in corporate spaces when I don't have a degree it's a little bit intimidating at mm. times because I know I may not have this piece of paper but the value and what, I, how, what I'm going to do and how I'm going to work what's in your mind still, exactly exactly so not recently kind of recent not more recently but I had a friend that was maybe interested in bringing me on board to the company that they work for and mm-hmm. I sent them my resume and they were like oh well looking at this this is what we would be prepared to offer you right and this was not what I was making at the time and I was like oh man dang but however I appreciated that conversation because when I accepted this role it what it was closer to what they they said but it was not what I would have asked for. Yeah. So I appreciated having that conversation. Because mm. yeah. even that helps you know the range. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes we don't take into consideration because you do whatever you do, like clockwork all day long. Not that you don't see the value in it, but because it's just it just comes so natural to you. You're like, oh yeah, I know how to do that. I know how to do that. Not thinking there are really people who don't know how to do what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is why you're a benefit and they will be willing to pay you for what you contribute to the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you saying you do ask? And, I, well, and you I recently would not. That was you in a conversation, not because yeah. I'm like you can't know what I. I just didn't. You know, nobody had ever asked me really prior to. But I will say it's been blessing after blessing that's a blessing in my little my little group right mm-hmm. so they be you know putting out numbers or putting out percentages and I'm like oh mm-hmm. so I love that I that love is uh, yeah I love yeah. that that is yeah. I love to hear it okay so. well I guess if I was to answer it um I don't ask <laughs> but I don't <laughs> I don't I typically don't ask I should ask but mm-hmm. um recently hmm I'll tell you how God work won't he do it um the type of companies that I've worked for, thank God, they've been larger firms mm-hmm. and um, architectural firms. If you don't know, I'm an architect or whatever. Um, but Not or whatever. You're an architect. <laughs> or whatever. Maybe you're a <laughs> So uh, a lot of times with larger firms, and I encourage if you have, if there are fellow architects out here, listen to this. A lot of times if you're working for a larger firm, they have the numbers that they charge per level. Like, so with each project that you work on, they tell you this is how much the company is charging if you have a PM on your project or if you have an associate on your project. This is how much we're making per their hour. This is not how much you're bringing home, but this is how much the company is making per the hour. Now, I started doing calculations because I was just like, you know. It ain't the math ain't math. Right. The math ain't math. Math ain't math. This is how much you're making per my hour. Mm -hmm. This is how much I'm making off the Uh hour. I did the percentage. I did my percentage uh, from what they're making to what I was making. And I ballparked that. I said, well, maybe then that's the percentage that they're doing for every person that makes whatever they're making within the firm. Mm-hmm. There's a website too. I started looking up like salaries for uh, <laughs> senior leaders who, who or se- more senior architects than myself mm-hmm. um, comparing their salaries to what the company is charging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To what the I company glass door. I'd be like, I what's did- it? Exactly. <laughs> I started comparing that to what the company was making per hour of my work. 
Um, and then that helped me then to to um, know, uh, I guess, salaries. So I didn't necessarily have to ask you, but what I was saying was I took the calculation. Mm -hmm. I took the calculations and I took heat of the resources. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times a lot of companies, especially larger companies, the resources are there, but they keep you blind to it. Yeah. Mm. So that they can make the general statement of saying they're out there. I mean, we put it out there for everyone to see, but it's like if no one tells you where to look at, right. you won't ever know mm-hmm. to look. So yeah. um, that helped me. But to what Denisa was saying, um, I'm also part of that friend group. Uh, God was outpouring blessings. I'm putting blessings. And it really did open my eyes. I think um, God used that particular friend of ours to really give us some insight um, and knowledge on the fact that we were kind of sitting on a lot of gifts. We were Mm -hmm. sitting on a lot of coins that God was ready to gift us with. Um, And so uh, it made me then transition um, just my my uh, my desires uh, for what I saw myself Mm -hmm. in, in my career. Um, in regards to how do I answer when people ask me questions, I have a rule of thumb. Um, I don't give exact numbers until I elevate from that position. So once I elevate from the position, um, then I'll tell you the exact number. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in the position, I give you a ballpark. I understand. Um, and so that helps me. That helps me just better, you know, keep some things to myself. But it also a lot of times I do realize because a lot of times you have younger people come to you you, uh, coincidentally I don't have a whole lot of like um, people who are on the same level uh, asking and it makes sense because y'all probably all in the same ballpark or whatever but I have a lot of younger people come to me and um, ask me questions about the salary and I'll tell them I say hey I had this amount of experience I I had um, this degree at that time I had this degree at that time and this is how much I was making that was two years ago you need to add inflation you need to da 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 what skill sets do you have this is what you need to ask for and so I I'm that type of person I'm just completely transparent like that where I I will give you an exact number but that's only once I have elevated from Mm -hmm. The position. What if I'm in the position? You finna get a ballpark number, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, but I love the idea of and shout out to the ex. You you weren't the best, but you was good with this one. He actually uh, a lot of times encouraged me to ask um, other things to outside of the salaries because yeah. you don't even think about yeah. sign on bonuses. Mm-hmm. Like he said, ask about your sign-on bonus. He said, um, ask about what does a typical uh, yearly bonus looks like? Because that's a part of your salary, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, ask, you know, how often are you traveling? Like those, like just the different amenities that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Mm-hmm. Like um, even, even some resources like the past firm I worked for, and I think even the firm that I'm working for now, um, they have resources like if you just travel on your own. Like, you know, they have, yeah, they have connections with different companies where you can even take heed of that to say, hey, I could plan a trip to go this place Mm -hmm. and use this, you know, amenity through my company. Yeah. Um, And then that helps me, you know, with my travel expenses. Yeah. Um, So even things like that. And I think it is important to ask. I'm getting to a point now where I'm asking a lot of things, not necessarily about salaries, but about experience. Like, because I think a lot of times people don't keep in mind that the experience supersedes the salary Mm -hmm. because if if that was the case, there's a lot of people that have taken jobs that are paying less, but they're more at peace. You know what I'm saying? Or have more freedom or have more freedom. So I ask, I ask about all of that. Um, And then crazy thing too, is I ask about the next step that I know I'm going to take. Yeah. I do that as well. I, I, I'll reach out to people 
Like, you know, I'm like, hmm, I'm planning to be this job for this amount of years. Um, let me go ahead and start building those connections and networking. And it's like, I don't, to, to y'all point, like, you know, millennials, we don't see ourselves being anywhere for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I, to that last point, I did see an article where a girl said she was saying how she went. I believe she went from like 70K to like maybe like 250K in the span of three years. And she was saying she job top or not three years, I think it was six years, but she, she job top. So she, she would look at her ideal position that what she didn't have, she would take a job that could develop her in that area. And then she could, would either try to negotiate after her year, her annual. She said, if they weren't trying to come up off anything, she was like, okay, you know what? It's time to go Bye. Then move on to the next one. Now that I have this additional skill set, I may not be able to get the dream job here, but I'm one step closer. Closer I can go to another job. So to your point, that is that's it's, the thing. it's crazy how jobs try to discourage that because even like some jobs they'll look at your resume and they'll be like oh you you you've been quite a few places if you put decide to put all of those um That's positions the on too. there mm-hmm. um one person that i always joke about i don't think i've ever mentioned him on my podcast is my dad my dad will hop a job <laughs> and it's only because okay so my dad is in the apartment industry he is a maintenance supervisor um i don't want to take the do the title wrong but he's basically the the top mm-hmm. person and so he's mainly behind the desk if he needs to go do something you know and whatnot and when i tell you he has a lot of experience in the industry he has a lot of credentials he's very well known in the industry and if he's like and he's also very he's he's sought after in the industry as well so somebody will be like, hey, I just um, my company just bought this 100 and something uh, unit property and we want to develop it more and we need to get it back, you know, to high occupancy or whatnot. Uh, we're willing to pay you such and such, such and such. And he's like, well, let's see. That's that it. OK, we that, that sounds good. But where I'm at right now, you know, and he'll negotiate and he will. With the quickness, be like, all right. Like, he'll call me, be like, yeah, I'm starting a new job tomorrow. Mm. Oh, you are. And it's like a joke for us now. But I learned to see nothing wrong with that through my dad. Like, it's like, listen, if you're not comfortable where you're at and you know you can, you deserve more. Mm -hmm. because Especially because of the things that you know, what you bring to the table. Yeah. Go. Go, (laughs) Like, go. I have seen that man go from the smallest amount of money to net, like my mom is retired and mm. you know, those things it's like, go do what you need to do. So it's funny how, you know what I mentioned earlier with the Buzzfeed article that they're like, Oh, Gen Z and millennials will quit with the quickness. I'm like, actually there are some boomers out there who like, listen, I'm worth more. I deserve more. And yeah. Yeah. you ain't finna and I'm out. You ain't finna pigeonhole me to something just because you think, oh, you're going to be this robot worker. So yeah. I think some millennials stay too. I wanted to put this out there. I had actually had an interview t- day before yesterday. And the person that Hold I was on, speaking with, I know, I was like, I'm going to see what that. God, gonna see what God yeah. does with that. But the recruiter, you know, she was like, you know, so why are you looking to leave? And I said, I'm not. Because, you, you know, you reached out to me, not to be funny. <laughs> and she, I was like, I genuinely, if you look at my work history, me. <laughs> 
like, I'm not actually just started a role, but I did tell her, I was like, if you look at my resume, I do have a tendency to stay. But when I feel like I'm capped and I'm ready to go, I will go. Mm-hmm. But I do stay at these places because I feel like they are purposeful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can get what I need from the company. Exactly. You know? So if they're, you know, it, I do believe, though, if you stay at a place for a very long time, there's a possibility that you could cap yourself. Mm-hmm. Just I because you're not exposed unless, to. Companies think, also have caps for true. every single yeah. position. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. if you stay there for a, a long enough time, you're going to hit your cap right. at that position unless you get another position. Right. Yep. Yeah. I right. say uh, this is only one exception, I would say, to that. Um, and someone brought this to my attention. It's the sometimes it's a certain company you work for. There are certain companies you work for that immediately draws attention. Like, you know, because they have that reputation. Mm -hmm. And so if you stay there like the uh, the six plus years, it looks really impressive, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're like, hmm, you started from this level and now you're at this level at this Mm -hmm. company, at that company. Oh, sis, yeah, we can bring you on to whatever. So I say that would be to me the only exception to that is Mm -hmm. like if you assess like what company you're at and you're like, "Mm, okay, that's that's pretty impressive that you were there Mm -hmm. for that long of a period. It's funny that you said it because that's what she said. She's like, that's actually why we reached out to you. And I was like, at this time, we just went through a merger. So there are a bunch of companies that are targeting where we work because they know when you're going through a merger, apparently there are a lot of people that leave. Leave, Mm -hmm. So that is one of the reasons she reached out. But I was telling her if you look although I've been here and there's not a single year on my resume that I wasn't promoted you yeah. know what I mean like you can look at that that right. speaks for itself I don't Next have to like them. you know I don't have to sell yeah. myself to you yeah. I exactly think there was one thing I wanted to point out to it I think we haven't mentioned it yet we've been really talking about the practical things but spiritually I want to like share um when I first graduated with my okay I wanted to share when I first graduated um with my master's degree I had an opportunity, and I took the opportunity. I ain't gonna lie to y'all, too. But I had an opportunity um, to work at this firm. It was a smaller firm than where I was at the moment, um, but they were about to pay me a lot more. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was real cool with a bunch of like engineers, software engineers in school, and all this, that, and the third. So I was hearing all these amazing salaries, right? And I was hearing sign on bonuses. Like it was super duper impressive. And I was like, I want that. But to be candid with you, architects, that ain't how they move in that industry. You ain't gonna get all them sign on bonuses and stuff like that. You finna get this salary and you're gonna be happy with right. it. But I had a firm reach out to me and it, it it appealed to me because it was, in my mind, it was very similar to um, what I saw my friends getting. I ain't going to lie to you. So I said, I'm going to take it. Um, and I had went to my current employer at that time and I was telling him, I was like, hey, I got this opportunity. And I, th- I thought in my mind, I was like, y'all going to compete? <laughs> you know, what you're going to do? Right. And so my, the current employer was like, we ain't competing. Yeah. What we doing? We ain't got to compete. And I was yeah. right. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we don't have to compete. Either you want to leave or you don't. So I was like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to take the salary. And I remember literally the first uh, day that I was there. Um, and let me scratch that. The first week I was there, I realized this is not it. Like, this is not mm. where God wanted me to be. Like, yes, sis, you making this salary, but look at where you're, look at the people you're working. I mean, not the people, not that the people were bad, right. but it was like the vibe was just completely different. And then this is what put the nail in the coffin. One of the HR representatives called me in about what I was wearing. I was like, mm. Don't nobody talk about what I wear. <laughs> That's the brand. <laughs> it's not well. So I was. So when she did that, I, I remember literally going to my mom. I was like, "Mom, I'm gonna call my old manager because this is not it." Wow. And I literally heard God say, "I ain't tell you to go there in the first place. I did not tell you to go there in the first place." 
And so I say all that to say, like, make sure you consult with your main recruiter, which is Jesus yeah. the Christ. Like, you know, you have to, like, make sure you you talk to him about whatever decision you make, yeah. because it may look like the money might look right, mm-hmm. but the vibe could be, like, terrible. Or the purpose is not there. Or right. the purpose is not there. And the crazy thing is I've looked, like, I've assessed everything that God's hand was on concerning my life. It was so evident. Like, um, mm-hmm. even with like the new transition I, I'm in now, when you are, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going through the process now of like solidifying some licenses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your girl going to be licenses. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm going through the process of doing that now. But a lot of times when you're going through that process, you, you pay for like softwares to like help you train and understand the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So that when you take the test, it's expensive, mm-hmm. it is expensive. And I remember complaining to my dad um, just recently before I made this transition, I was like, dad, I got to pay for all this stuff on top of the test. I was like, test you got to pay for. But then on top of the test, I got to pay for all these different classes. Like, this is so expensive. And so God gave me this new op- opportunity that I'm at now. And literally I was talking crazy thing was one of my good closest friends from my previous employer didn't know she was working there. Wow. She, we had a, uh, uh, a, a firm wide meeting. All of us was on Zoom. She sees my picture. She was like, I know that's not Lauren. Slides in my chat like, girl, you working? I was like, girl, you working? That's funny. I love so, that. Like, we talking about asking questions. That gave me an opportunity to, like, ask, like, girl, like, what's going on type mm-hmm. of questions. Crazy thing was the program that I was complaining to my dad that I was going to have to pay for. How about they offer it free for their employer? Wow. That's. That's God right That's there. A, that, that is a God out. thing. That is a God thing. That is a God thing. And so that's what I'm saying. When God is literally in the midst of like your, it'd be, it, you can see his hand all over it. Right. You can see his hand all over it. So I just say that make sure y'all consult with the main recruiter, which is Jesus Christ. So you don't be out here, you know, quitting after, because I quit the first job after three weeks. I was like, I can't take it. <laughs> y'all can have this job. Oh man. my goodness. I don't want it. So I'll just say do that. Yeah. Amen. I don't even know if we need a break. I don't think we do. I mean, does anybody else? The only other thing that I would want to add, I know you were talking a little bit about things you can ask for when you are, what's it called? Oh, yeah. I wanted to add to that too. You're right. For a job. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things, I had a really, really good friend of mine who, when she was negotiating a new position, she negotiated maternity leave. Oh, nice. She was... Mm -hmm. About to work for a company that only offered six weeks of maternity leave. She negotiated 14. Wow. Mm. She was not even married. Mm. She ended up not even being married for eight years after that. Mm. Wow. But negotiated it when she went in for the position. Mm-hmm. Eight years later, when she had her daughter, everybody was like, how the heck she get 16 weeks off? Because she negotiated mm-hmm. it eight mm-hmm. years before yeah. when she wasn't even in a relationship. Mm. Wow. So I say all that to say, negotiate everything you can negotiate, even if you think you won't need it. Yeah. I'm to negotiate. And I was going to say, I, neg- <laughs> I tell my friends all the time, I'm big on vacation time. Sometimes there are companies that have unlimited and sometimes mm-hmm. there are companies that say, okay, you get this and then after so many years yeah. you get this. I don't play. I need you to come off either three or four weeks. Not playing. We can't do no two. I can't do nothing with two. Weeks. I can't do anything with two weeks. Yeah. Go on week for myself one week for my family i need another week for my friends <laughs> or i need another week for this so you can negotiate vacation time also yeah yeah i'm no. here for all of that child i'm gonna negotiate a honeymoon child. <laughs> oh That's my god i need 54 weeks yeah because <laughs> 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 she gonna get married and have a baby by the time she come back they're gonna be like 
Lauren gonna be on vacation for an entire year. Okay. <laughs> Lord y'all, we hope that you got something from this episode. I know I did. I did. Too. I, I, did. It. I definitely ask did. Ask your friends, and ask if they don't, your friends, ask your friends. Look, Talk if they about don't it. answer, they ain't no pull up they they ain't no friend. Look, pull up their tax report. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, if they don't answer, then they're not friends. Because that is, I think, I think another thing is the fear of people looking at you a certain way. But I feel like you know your friend group. Like if yeah. we were to talk about money, and I mean, in in some instances, we all have talked about money we in have. this group. And I never looked at them like, mm, oh, okay, mm. and she thinks she no. Yeah. I, when y'all tell me about promotions, I am so excited. Yeah. Like I remember when Lauren got her, she texted us. She's like, I got yes. the job. We called her. We called her. So I'm more like, money, more money, exactly. more money, more money. When Charday talked about certain things about her negotiating stuff, I was like, "You better do that." That's what I'm talking about. You know, because I know, like, man, y'all, y'all better find some yeah. good friends and be happy for your friends. Yes. I think yes. when you see your friends around you being increased, don't jealousy literally robs you of an opportunity mm-hmm. to put your faith out there for what's happening around you. So. Mm-mm. Where jealousy and envy are is literally every evil at work. So don't fall to that space. Listen, my friend girl, we believe in a trickle. If okay. he hits your house, exactly. we already know. That means he in the neighborhood. We are boom, boom. It's okay, girl. <laughs> we see what you did. Okay, I might not be next, but I'm I'm in the lineup. I'm in the lineup. Okay. Yes. Amen. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets on Facebook and Instagram at Save Girl Secret. No S on Twitter. If you want to ask us how to ask your friends what they made, feel free to send us a secret letter. Right. <laughs> SaveGirlSecrets at gmail.com. And if they work for the state, it's public. <laughs> and that's, oh. that's true. Oh, my that's God. True. Or even saying. if you want to slide into the DMs like, hey, girl, like if you don't have any friends to talk to, like if that's y'all want to ask us like, you know, hey, you know, I work in this industry. Do you know any insight about this or whatever? So, yes, yeah, that's so. true. Lord, we, we're here for you. We mm-hmm. love you guys. Good God bless you. Love and peace. (laughs) Bye. Bye.